back to Rise of the Real Lords with me, DM Clinton. I'm here with Nathan playing Reeton. Nathan? Nathan? <laughs> yeah. And Sabrina's playing Harper. Harper, the best. And Aiden is playing Saris. Indeed, I am. And Connor is playing Uller. Hey, I'm here too. We are here in the edge of Claybottom Lake where Turtleback Ferry rests placidly with its large turtle back fairies. And the group is waking up from a very nice, nice rest in the inn that they're currently the, the uh, turtles rest. They come out for breakfast in the morning and the halfling proprietor Yad, he informs you that, well, since you're all investigating stuff, why don't you head on over and meet the mayor? He's a good cleric of Arrestal, and he's in charge of stuff, and he probably knows the most about what's going on in town. Cool. Let's go talk to him. Tally-ho. Alright, so you go over to the Church of Arrestal. It's the largest building in town. It serves as both Turtleback Ferry's religious center and its town hall. And its pastor is both its spiritual and its political leader. Malin Shreed is the one who sent for help from Magnamar and is the man most of the village locals point to when when you arrive. Malin offers free spellcasting services as long as you're in town, although he'll still appreciate tithes in Erastel's name. Despite his zeal and good intentions, uh, you quickly discover Malin is relatively clueless as to the true natures of the dangers that face Turtleback Ferry, and he unfortunately has very little information to give you other than to recommend you head north to investigate Fort Raddick. So what you're saying is that NPC a few moments ago just straight up lied to us. Well, I don't think he lied so much as doesn't really even have a clue how little the mayor knows. So <laughs> so since we're going up there, uh, do you guys have any, like, red shirts you want to send with us? <laughs> or anything? Uh, sorry, we don't have any red shirts to give you. What about guards? Uh, no, we don't have any guards here. Why would we need guards? We have the Fort Rannick. The Black Arrows do it for us. They keep this area safe. Well... They, they have kept the area safe, but... They right, now you guys are here. Great, thanks. Great, powerful adventurers for Magnamar. That's us. That's that's the that's the Warriors of Light. That's right. Here, oh, I, uh, Shalala goes, uh, you guys might want this, and she hands you a little map. Oh, yeah. Oh, good. But she's kind of worked out. Okay, well, uh, that's yes. good. Be careful of the Creekwood. The Grawls there are very dangerous. The what? Yes, the Grawls. They're, they're, the Grawls, the, the, the family of Ogrekins. Oh, they're quite aggressive. I wouldn't be wandering through their woods. But we need to wander through their woods. It's on the way. Well, it's it's along the way, yes. It's, there's no need to go into the Creekwood. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't suggest it's quite dangerous. Oh. Okay, well, thank you. Speaking of tips, is there any advice you can give us for this? Just, I mean, is there any paths to avoid it? Or if we can't avoid it, is there anything we should follow know? the road, go across the bridge, across the school river, and then head north. You'll you'll get to Fort Rannick in about, oh, I don't know. Let's see. It's, it's, he pulls out and starts counting on his fingertips. It's about five miles to the bridge. And then, let's see, it's another ten, maybe nine miles as the crow flies to Fort Rannick. Okay, so meager rations, grueling pace. Got it. Yes. Okay. Take your time. Do things slowly. And you'll get there eventually. Sounds like a plan. Um, but but I am curious about the paradise. Did the proprietor die along with the the paradise, or is the proprietor still alive? 
I would, would not wish the death of anyone, but we have not seen Lucretia with her risque clothing and legs all up to her waist. Yeah, we, we know how people are, are built, yeah. We have not seen her since. Yeah. We have not seen, yes. Okay, about the path where we're going, do you know if there's like any raiders or anything we should know about on that path? <laughs> Yes, the Grawls. I've, I've mentioned just this the before. Grawls. Yes, yes. Yeah, just just the Grawls. I was just wondering. Oh, and if there and were any, like, make sure that you don't go into the Ashwood. It's it's full of ghosts and and werewolves. And if, there's even a ghostly werewolf. In fact, it's very scary. I wouldn't go there. That sounds that sounds like a good idea to not go and fight the ghost werewolf. Ariston, bless all of you. Thank, oh, thank you. you. Okay. Ta ta now. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Well, let's. We we all ready or? Well, I can tell you about the Kriegwood. Okay. I assume that's where the Grawl, I don't know, homestead is located at. Yes, it is filled with ogres from Hook Mountain. Ah, oh, jeez. Although those who dwell here are mostly of the half-human result of ogre lusts, the ogrekin that dwell in the Kriegwood bicker among themselves and rarely cause problems for outsiders. Anyone who ventures too far into these woods is fair game for dinner or worse. So local villagers and hunters avoid this region entirely. What is worse than being dinner? Well, they did mention things of ogre lust earlier. That sounds much worse than dinner. (laughs) Uh, Can I make a knowledge check to know more about ogres? Certainly. I think they're humanoids, which would mean local. Yeah, the only thing I know about ogres is that they kind of work like onions. (laughs) (sighs) We'll get a 12 for the local. Okay, you know that ogres are large humanoid giant subtypes. Ooh, uh, reading. Ooh. That worked well for us. That means I get a plus one, baby. Sarah's got a 31. You're going to know these guys on a first name basis. <laughs> okay. As we're walking, uh, I would start mm-hmm. telling the party about ogres. Um, I, I'm not going to read this all in depth because that's, that's too many paragraphs. That makes for some yeah. good podcast. <laughs> it does. Defenses would be the first thing that I want to know about. They are known to wear hide armor. But they're slow. They have very tough hide themselves. So they get plus four armor and plus five natural armor. Okay. But they're slow, minus one to dex and plus one to size. So they generally have an AC of around 17. Okay. Okay. Special abilities? Uh, They're very strong. Their strength is 20 or above. Okay. Oh, jeez. Don't get hit. Understood. They're large creatures, so 10... 12 feet tall, maybe. Okay. Do they have Do they have reach? Yes, they have reach. Ah, crap. Okay. okay. You have another question. I guess any special attacks? I don't know. No special attacks, but they are known to wield great clubs and javelins. Okay. All right. And they're dumb as rocks. Okay. Well, yeah, maybe. Okay. Ogres, orcs, half-orcs, all of them just yeah. dumb as rocks. Uh, do you guys actually want me to read off the description of ogres? Ah, you don't have to. I do. Okay. Okay. Aiden, Aiden, do it. Stories are told of ogres, horrendous stories of brutality and savagery, cannibalism and torture, of rape and dismemberment, necrophilia, incest, mutilation, and all manners of hideous murder. Those who have not encountered ogres know the stories as warnings. Those who have survived such encounters know these tales to be tame compared to the truth. An ogre revels in the misery of others when smaller races aren't available to crush between meaty fists or defile in blood red lusts of violence they turn to each other for entertainment nothing is taboo in ogre society 
one would think that, left to themselves, an ogre tribe would quickly tear itself apart with only the strongest surviving in the end. Yet if there is one thing ogres respect, it is family. Ogre tribes are known as families, and many of their deformities and hideous features arise from the common practice of incest. The leader of a tribe is most often the father of the tribe, although in some cases a particularly violent or domineering ogress claims the title of mother. Ogre tribes bicker among themselves, a trait that thankfully keeps them busy and turned against each other rather than neighboring races. Yet time and again, a particularly violent and feared patriarch rises among the ogres, one capable of gathering multiple families under his command. Regions inhabited by ogres are dreary, ugly places for these giants to dwell in squalor and see little need to live in harmony with their environment. The borderland between civilization and ogre territory is a desperate realm of outcasts and despair, for here dwell the ogre kin, the deformed offspring and result of frequent ogre raids against the lands of smaller folk. Ogre games are violent and cruel, and victims they use for entertainment are lucky if they die the first day. Ogres' cruel senses of humor are the only way their crude minds show any spark of creativity, and the tools and methods of torture ogres devise are always nightmarish. An ogre's great strength and lack of imagination make it particularly suited for heavy labor, such as mining, forging, and clearing land, and more powerful giants, particularly hill giants and stone giants, often subjugate ogre families to serve them in such regards. A typical adult ogre stands about 10 feet tall and weighs roughly 650 pounds. <sighs> that sounds like you have very encyclopedic knowledge of ogres, Steris. Yes. I like to know what we're getting into. That's right. Okay. So you've reached the bridge right here, about five miles northeast of Turtleback Ferry. Okay. The rain has been nonstop this whole time. You're following the road up along the banks of the Skull River, and the road here crosses an old wooden bridge to the western shore about three miles north. And then from there, heads up all the way to the impressive Thessalonian ruin known as Skull's Crossing. An immense stone dam that holds back the waters of the Storval Deep. You can kind of see it off in the distance. It's massive. The um, valley just northeast of you is, is quite deep. And then this gigantic ruin all the way up there around. Well, I guess you wouldn't be able to quite see it because it'd be past the bend, but you, you know it's up there. Okay. A side road branches off about three miles before the dam, a crooked wooden sign pointing up the trail proclaiming Fort Rannick. Now, as you cross over the wooden bridge, um, I'd like everyone to make a perception check. Lily Burzum has a 30. Uh, I got a 22. 23. 16. Everyone minus 4. Yeah. 26. Minus 4. Remember, it's all minus 4. So, 19. So, it looks yeah. like Uller got the highest. With 26, yeah. Okay, Uller, yeah. you hear a yowl of pain as if a large cat were wounded in the woods nearby. Well, that was unusual. Didn't anyone else hear that? No, no one else heard it. Oh, no, I didn't hear a damn thing. We should just keep going and ignore it. I think I'm going to do the opposite of that, actually. How far away did it sound like? It... I mean, did it sound like it was echoing from a distance, or was it nearby? Nearby. No, let's go check that out. I'm going to pull out my weapon. Okay. <laughs> just... So you investigate, and soon you hear barking dogs approaching from deeper in the woods, accompanied by a low voice singing an off-key song about eating kittens. Kittens, they don't run. Little kittens aren't much fun. Little kittens, they... Well, 
I like to eat them. <laughs> Stealth check. 22. 25. Okay. So Harper got a 22 and Sarah's got a 25. Anyone else going off and moving silently? No. Nope. Okay. Nope. You uh, just go off a few 60 feet ahead of the party and you clear a bit of the wood and you discover, well, I guess let's just go there. You don't get very much far ahead and you see there is a a reddish fire pelt cougar. Oh, that appears to be stuck in a bear trap. Didn't we see one of those in the Tangle Briar? You did. Goblin had one as a familiar or a, a animal companion. Oh, right. The druid. The druid. Yeah. The goblin druid. Apparently, you hear a wounded animal noise coming from this fire pelt cougar. It's yelling out. And you also hear far across the clearing, dogs and, and that singer. So this, what do you guys do? This, uh, this cat's got its foot stuck in the... In, in the bear trap. Look over to Harper and whisper, go get the others. We're setting up an ambush. And then I will proceed to sneak in the underbrush. The cat apparently heard your voices in the rain. And uh, it, it looked over at you and kind of given you a little, its ears are down and, and it's a sad little voice, little face. And it's meow, like it's crying for help. So Harper goes back to the group while Sarah stays in the brush. All right, Mr. Clinton, how do you want us to play this out? Well, I'd like you to roll initiative. Okay. I got a 14. Well, we got a 14. 14.01. You go a split second before I do. Eight. So Sarah's, then Uller, then Reeton, then Harper. All right. So Sarah's remains hidden. Uh, I'm going to continue moving in the underbrush. All right, go ahead and... Uh, I got a natural oh. one for a 23 on my stealth check. Luckily, you can't critically fail okay. skill checks, so that's <laughs> fine. You have a plus 22. Seventh level, wow. I took skill-focused stealth. That really helped. All right, Ceres is done. Uller? Uller's less concerned about stealthing in the brush. She just wants to run up into the brush and then worry about being sneaky. Okay. So it's move action. I want to run into the brush. Yep. Do you want a stealth check? The, just chill in the bush? No, uh, there's no stealth check possible this round. That was one move action. Oh, one me. move action? So then you'd oh. be at uh, minus five to the stealth check. Are you trying to hide from the cat? We said we were doing an ambush. I assume we're just hiding from whatever's going to be let's, coming. Let's hold off on the stealth checks until you have an enemy that you wish to hide from. In that case, I'll do 50 feet further and then I'll end my okay. turn. So you jump and hop and brachiate through the... Really take advantage of that monk's fast That's movement right. speed. I could imagine you that you're just jumping and going from limb to limb. <laughs> I've played Assassin's Creed 3. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Alright, Reeton. I... In your rhino hide. In my rhino hide. I'm just gonna go up here, do a double move action and get into the brush and okay. uh, just wait. Alright, you move just to the north, just south of the cat. Yeah, I figure I'll wait over here because if the if there's something that's going to come try to eat this cat, it's going to be going over to the cat, so I might as well be front line. All right, Harper? I was thinking similar. I will go right there, just slightly behind. Okay. All right, so Harper moves up into the brush just south of the cat as well, right next to Nate, uh, Reeton. Yes, Nathan. Nathan. Yeah. <laughs> Good old Nathan. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and into the brush. 
All right, that is the end of round one. Round two, is there anything else you guys like? You can hear that the hounds are getting closer. There's quite a few of them. And you still hear that voice. Dead kitties, I like them. Dead kitties, I eat them. He's a, he's a glorious singer. Yeah, he's good. good. He's real good. All right, yep. Saris, did you want to move? Or? Uh, I'm going to shift up to Uller, sticking into the underbrush okay. still. Uller. I think at this point, Uller wants to focus on getting stealthy and getting ready to spring out at anyone. Uh, we'll just wait until you can see the creatures. It sounds like they're like a few rounds away still. Reeton. I'm going to actually just move over here. I'm moving just a little bit to the west. That way I can get a better shot at the animals or the ogre as it approaches. What weapon do you have? Your melee weapon? I have my melee weapon, yeah. Okay. The firepelt cougars coming, like moving towards you with its foot caught and it's pulling on it and tugging on it. Row, row, row. But it, it, it doesn't look aggressive in any way. It looks like it really wants your help. I, and I understand that. But the problem is that if I let it go, we'll lose our bait. Uh-huh. So. All right. Harper, I suspect a handle animal, knowledge nature, or wild empathy check to notice something about this um... this cat. Or a disabled device check to spring the trap free. Or a lot of strength check. Really high strength check. I will try knowledge, or yeah, okay. nature. Nope. It's not one of my best. Nope. Okay. No good. Round three. It is Saris. So do I realize that whatever's coming for this is still like a few few rounds out? Yes. The dogs aren't, aren't here yet, and it might be a few more rounds out. Yes. Because knowing that ogres are dumb, and I guess I could assume that this is an ogre, and this is like a, a set trap already, it's going to come back to set a trap or to check the trap that it seems like has been sprung. Knowing that, that it's already going to come here and come check it, there's no reason to actually keep this thing locked up and suffering. So I'm actually going to double move within range. Okay. All right. So a... Oh, that's that. Okay. So this is a difficult device to disable. So it'll take two die four rounds to do. Ooh. Minimum of two rounds. Maximum of eight. I hope Uller will give me a signal and I'll you know, back away. Okay. All right. So Saris begins work, pulling out her masterwork thieves tools out of her boot. A uh, scarf. Oh, actually. your scarf. Sorry. I have the pocketed scarf. Okay. Uh, Uller, you're up. Having conferred my plans to give Saris a hand motion when I see anything coming, okay. Uller wants to do two move actions to get to this bush. Kind it's of. It's not a bush. It's a large tree. Uller would like to use two actions, uh, move actions to get up into the tree. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So either awesome. a jump or a climb. If your jump is high enough to reach ten feet, you can get to the lowest branch. Baby, you know I got acrobatics for days. Okay. I want to see you fall. You got a fourteen. Okay. Well, that's not high enough. <laughs> All right. So I move over there, and I'm getting ready to climb up. And you kind of slip a little bit, and don't jump the whole way. Uh, yeah, it's a wet tree. I, I see. I haven't been playing Breath of the Wild. I'm not used to climbing in the rain. It's. I'll get it next time. Okay, Reeton. I'm gonna hold hold my turn. Delay right. my turn. Delay the turn. Harper. Um, I'm just gonna ready my short bow. Okay, ready your short bow and arrow. Round four. Saris, it sounds like the uh, the hounds are almost here. I'm I'm still gonna keep working because right. I haven't seen anything. Like I'm gonna 
look back to Oler and like keep like going back and forth. The cat actually starts licking your ear and purring. All right, Uller. Aww. Uller is going to spend a key point, get up in this tree, (laughs) and hopefully use the high ground to his advantage to scout ahead. All right. What did the dice say? A 40. A 40? Okay. So you jump 20 feet into the air, and you you can land anywhere you want to within the uh, tree branches as part of that move action. Okay, you move right there. You can still use stealth if you'd like. All right, I'll stealth now. Okay. Um, the only caveat to this plan is if Saris can't still see me, you know, that breaks the whole point of being the scout. Okay. Can you see Saris? I can, can see Saris, and I got a 20 on my stealth. Saris will have to use a perception check to see you in the branches and the rain. Okay. 15. She lost sight of you. Perfect. All right, Reeton. I'm going to just delay my turn again. Okay. Harper, any buffs, any, any song, any... I don't really have anything mm-hmm. at this time. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you continue to delay as well. All right. On round five, some hounds appear. The hounds of justice. And behind them is a large humanoid. You see this guy. Look at that. He says, oh, go get him. You found him, doggies. Go get him, hounds. Uh, Ruckus will have kitty tonight. <laughs> He's got something going on with his hand. Is that like a hook hand? His finger is super long. It's it's his finger. Yeah, because of all the incest. But he's only medium-sized. <laughs> he's very big, but he's only medium-sized. Does he still count as a giant subtype? Well, that's somebody's going to have to see what kind of creature he is exactly. So, Ceres. Okay. It is round five. Yes. Am I aware of them? Um... Yeah, you can just catch sight of one of them, the lead dog. Okay. And this is a big hound. It's either a mastiff or some sort of wolfhound, probably a wolfhound. Do I have any idea how close I am to springing this trap? No, it's, you don't have a clue. Okay. It's taking longer than you were hoping. What kind of knowledge check is it to know about these dogs? Uh, knowledge nature. They're animals. That is one of the very few I have untrained, so I can't make that check. Never mind. Okay. I'm going to continue working on the trap. Okay. Uller. Uller's going to do his best to let his allies know that they're on their way. It's his job, after all. I guess I'm going to prepare an action for if anyone gets into leaping range to jump and start a fighting. Okay. All right, Reeton. I am going to shockingly delay my turn again. All right. You can hear the dogs barking quite loudly as they're coming around the Mm -hmm. bend. Ruckus sits back and goes, Oh! Go get him! I see the kitty! Go get the kitty! And he stays back, while the hounds rush forward. They don't seem to see you, Uller. So you're saying they're unaware of my presence? That is correct. See, that reminds me of a feat that I took a long time ago. Let me just post this uh, information here. It's called Bushwhack. Okay. Whenever a creature is flat-footed against me and is unaware of my presence, and I successfully grapple it, I can attempt a second grapple attempt as a CMB roll to pin it as a free action. Okay. May I, from where I am right now, as my prepared action of this guy running into jump in action, mm-hmm. try to leap and then initiate a bushwhack? Yeah, it's kind of, we'll consider this to be a charge, and that is the square you have to land in. So you want acrobatics and then CMB? Acrobatics and CMB, yes. And it's a 20-foot jump, uh, plus 10 feet for the distance, because you're 20 feet up in the air. 30 feet of movement, DC 20. So for the leap... It's going to be a 48. Okay, no problem. 
right to the tail end of one of the rear dogs. And then I'm going to do the CMB roll for the grapple. So that's going to be a 23 against this guy's CMD. CMD 15 for the dog. I'm going to then use the second one to try to get it into pin. Okay. Which is going to be a 19. 19 success. That was a successful turn. Turn over. So now the the dog is grappled. I mean, he takes precision damage per my Kraken style. Okay. How much is that? Which I believe is going to be two sets of six. Ooh, man. Okay. 2d6. Uh, no, two sets of a flat six damage. Oh. So, it's so 12, 12 points. Okay. Currently seven. Is this lethal or non-lethal? This is non-lethal. Okay. All right. Well, the, the dog lets out a yelp, which bring up to a stop all the other dogs. The dogs are done. Harper. So I am going to move up alongside. It should be fine if I'm next to Reeton. So you step to the west of Reeton. And I'm going to take a shot. You are at minus four penalty to ranged attacks from the rain. 16. Tiny arrow. They are considered flat-footed. Four. So you let loose your, your tiny arrow, getting a 16 AC. Okay, so that hits the lead hound. How much damage do you do? Four points. So you hit the dog yelps. All right, round five. All right, Saris. It's still, you're still clicking away. Still haven't completed the action yet, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna continue on it. Okay. I'm just gonna continue All working. Right. This I is got... round four of that process. Yeah. yeah, I got the three of them to protect me, and okay. plus, hopefully, Uller doesn't get swarmed by dogs and killed. You felt the lock move left and move right now, so maybe in a round or two? <laughs> All right, Reeton? It's my turn. Yep. I'm gonna, I'm gonna start running. Okay. I'm just gonna do a. Can I do a charge with sixty feet? Uh, what's your speed? That would be a double move. Yes, you can charge directly to that square. All right, baby. Rage, mm-hmm. power attack. Okay. Charging. All right. Reckless abandon, and then um, I want my lesser elemental damage so that if I hit, it does acid damage of one d six. Okay. And this is just a one single attack. Go for it. 19 to AC. Hits. For a minimum of 21 damage. All right. <laughs> oh, God. So how much how much HP does this thing normally have? Uh, not 21, for sure. Okay, so I kill it with minimum damage. Cool. Also, that's not minimum damage. You get a 5 and a 1. As long as any of them's min, it shows red like that. Yeah, okay. I kill that one doggy. Absolutely. You totally kill the one doggy. Can it- I still roll my 3d6? Certainly, you can do extra damage to it, sure. Seven more points of damage. Okay, that that definitely kills it outright. Okay. Well, he's out there trying to spare these things, and you're going on a hacking spree. Well, the kitty is licking Saris's hand over there, and these dogs are going to eat Saris. Mm-hmm. So I figured that uh, this would be for the best. Okay. Ruckus, he's like, oh, what? Hey, who are you? You leave my doggies alone. I'm Rayton. This is Uller. He's uh, wielding a long spear. Oh, okay. So, Uller. At the beginning of my turn, I need to uh, confirm that I got the pin. That's going to be a 25. Pretty sure that does it. Yeah, that certainly does. The pooch is going to take seven more points, and it seems like 21 damage was lethal when Rayton did it. So that makes me think that's probably going to be the same case for this dude. Yeah, it only had one hit point remaining before it was passed out. So. All right. All right, it's knocked out. 
You just smothered a dog to death. To unconsciousness, it's uh-huh. different. And then with my move action, I want to go and go and meet my new buddy. Does that provoke an attack of opportunity? Oh wait, no, that dog's knocked out. I still okay. gotta think where I'm gonna end up meeting him. All oh, right, he's got a long mm-hmm. spear. I might. I'm gonna. I'm gonna take a five foot step and then end my turn. Okay. That's what I'm gonna five do. Five foot step closer to the animals. Okay. Let him come to the me. hounds. Turn to attack you guys. So this first hound here that is threatening Uller tries to bite. AC of six. <laughs> no, sir. Okay. Fails to do that. That wouldn't even get me. The other dog moves forward to attack Reeton. Okay. And he's going to bite. AC of six as well. But surprisingly, no. Yeah, this is going great, you guys. <laughs> uh, just to the northwest of you. Tries to bite as well. What do we get? 13. No. So that's a big bunch of misses. Awesome. All right, Harper. I am going for not the very first one, but the next one on Lullaby. Okay. And Lullaby has a medium range. Okay. What's the DC? DC should be... DC is 10 plus uh, spell level plus Bard's Charisma modifier. Spell level is zero, so 10 plus... It would be four, so it'd be 14. It's not terrible, yeah. We have one of the Grawl Hounds got a four and 16. So I think one saved. One's peppy. The rear one is also asleep. You can't have one of these Uller. I know I can't have one of them. I can have two of them. (laughs) All right. Round seven. Saris. Uh, this is the sixth round. If you go one more time, you click it, and it finally undo- undoes at the end of your turn. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to finish it and then disable the vice check, I assume? Yes. Uh, natural 20 for natural a 39. 20. So it easily pops loose once you've figured out the mechanism. Wonderful. And then releases, and the cat rawr, and she gives you another big lick, and she li- limps out of the trap and then turns to face her enemies. All right. Reeton. Takes a five-foot step. Gonna do a full round attack with rage, reckless abandon, no charging, power attack. Let's just uh, see what happens. 31 to AC. Hits. For 19 points of damage. Drops it. (laughs) And then 10 to AC for 19 points of damage, but whatever. You kill the thing outright. Okay. All right, so now the other two dogs are asleep. And it's just Ruckus Grawl by himself. So he, uh, uh he stops. He, he, what? You killed all my dogs? Not all of them. <laughs> he starts crying like a baby and blubbering. And he says, I'm running, I'm running away. They're too big. Oh, is he a baby? Uh-huh. Uller, what do you Aww. do? Could I get a formal a formal declaration of how far this homie is? That looks like 100 it feet. It is 100 feet. Well, my movement speed is 50, so I'm a charge and try to grapple him to the ground. Okay, luckily you pass right by the brush, not pass through it, right? Yes, and I assume that the sleeping dogs aren't going to try to bite me as I do this? Yes, no, they will not, no. Yeah, a 27 to initiate grapple. Okay, so you get that off? So he's going to take seven points of non-lethal damage. Non-lethal, okay. And that'll be my turn. All right, you initiate and, and succeed on the grapple. He stops in his tracks. Hey, leave me alone. Don't worry, buddy. I'm not here to hurt you. You hurt my dog. That's what I'm here for. The dogs are asleep. 
How long are they asleep for? The one who took non-lethal damage, yeah, it's, it's hours. up until, right, but the one who's just cantrip, yeah. we should probably deal with that. And uh, Uller has rope, you know, we don't need to kill it. I think Lullaby actually puts creatures to sleep. It makes them... It makes them yeah, lethargic. So minus five penalty on perception and minus two penalty on will saves against oh. sleep effects. I'm sorry, I misunderstood. We just didn't read the spell when we cast it. No, it's right. right there. So it's it's lethargic. So this is a really a non-combat spell. Yeah, well, it it's a it's a setup spell. You do this and then you go for a sleep effect. Got it. All right. The Growlhound goes towards Reeton. Seems to want to bite him the most. Why? 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 You're closest. Yeah. AC 12 misses. Yeah, misses. Dogs aren't really much trouble. All right, Harper. I will go out into the open. Okay, she towards the center of the of the clearing. Yep. Anything else? That's just a single move action. They're still hostile right now. They're yeah, not. there's there's this one here is asleep, knocked out, but this one's the lethargic one, the one that's a threatening reading. Yeah, then I am going for one of my tiny arrows. Okay. AC 9 misses. Yep. Shoots over Reeton's head. Which, let's face it, isn't hard to do. <coughs> well, it is for her perspective. He's tall. Yeah. She's shorter than I am, jerk. What the hell, man? And it is now round 7. Alright, Saris. I'm going to pick up the trap and put it in my bag. The trap is uh, staked to the ground. Okay. With a heavy iron stake. Can I remove said heavy iron stake? Give me a strength check. Oh, no. Don't worry. We'll help you, Sarah. Thanks. Okay, actually, my strength isn't too bad. My roll is, though. I got a six. You tug helplessly. It does not come out of the wood or the... Uh, the <sighs> I will sigh very, very exasperated and just kind of watch the shenanigans go forth because it looks like the party has this mm-hmm. handle. Okay, Reeton. Five foot step. I'm taking out the dog. Taking out the sleeping dog. Okay. Yeah. I had plans for that dog. I had plans for it too, and that's to kill it. Oh. All right, I'll do coup de gras. How many? How many dice is that with my? Well, it's your crit damage, whatever it is for your. Four d eight plus thirty. Yeah, whatever. Twenty two points of damage. Plus thirty. It doesn't plus matter. Plus thirty. Oh, I thought he said three, not thirty. So that would be forty nine damage. <laughs> you cut the dog in two. Like a knife through warm butter. Splattering blood on the both of you. I don't think these dogs literally hit us once. This is this is overkill, man. Way overkill. You remove the upper half from the lower half. Alright, it looks like Rekka Skrull is going to try to break free. He rolls a 26 to his check. No. <laughs> he only rolled a 13. Your hoist gracie maneuvers are just too much. Alright, Uller. Don't you have a bonus of plus five because you're continuing the, the grapple? I, I'm the one who is in control of the grapple, yeah. so I get plus five. Okay. Correct. So that's going to be a 35. Okay, he's pinned. That's another seven points non-lethal. With my standard action, I would like to now apply manacles. Does a 32 beat his CMD? Yes, easily. The manacles are applied. Okay, click, click, click. All right, so I imagine you sweep his leg out from underneath him with his arms behind him. You plant his face into the mud. You then uh, fish out your manacles, click, click, before he even understands what just happened. That is the end of the combat. Yes. Well done. And we'll find out what you learn from this guy next time 
on Rise of the Rewards. Oh man, it's that time already. Yep. That was fun. Bye. It's been that time for like 20 minutes. Bye. Bye. Kittens, they don't run. Little kittens aren't much fun. Little kittens, they... Well, I like to eat them. Yeah.